Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Hey, you're listening to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper Handlebars and controls, sprockets, chains, whole shot devices, grips, throttle tubes, Randy Valade and the crew does it all. And they make cool t-shirts too. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm Don Maeda, joined in office by Chase Curtis and uh, our ad sales guy, Dominic Gayton, as well as Mike Antonovich on the phone remotely from home. And uh, well... There's some new developments in the uh, National <laughs> Motocross Series. Oh, Dom, you just coughed your COVID all over us. And uh, so, yeah, new developments in the National Motocross Series. That's rapidly approaching. Some news about Loretta Lynn's. We went trials riding last week. Did a lot of stuff. And then we had a big old race at LA County Race for this weekend at the uh, Amsoil Swap Motor Race Series. We can talk about that a little bit. But uh, let's kick this off, guys, with uh, the... Uh, National Moto update from our in-house spy, Michael Antonovich. So I understand some red bud dates were moved around. And uh, what's the latest, Tuan? Yeah, so they just announced it. I'm surprisingly really quiet on Friday. Like, there's been no actual mention as of, uh, what time is it right now? There's been no press release, right? It was just no press release, no social media update, no schedule change on the Pro Sports website, no nothing that the race has been moved. Uh, so they moved it from Saturday and Tuesday to Friday and Monday. So the race will actually run on Labor Day, which is actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But then I could see why they wouldn't want to announce so much about it, considering you know they're not trying to get fans there or anything like that. But there still is a very heavy amateur racing portion that goes along with all that stuff. They're trying to squeeze three days of amateur riding in during that same time frame. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I had to do, I saw what Davey wrote in Racerhead and then kind of did some digging and looking around the internet over the weekend. And yeah, trying to sort it out from there. The one big thing that's going to help with that, like I wrote in the post that's on the website, it's only a three-hour drive from Ironman to Redbud, so mm-hmm. it's not like it's this crazy cross-country haul like the two prior trips are going to be. Oh, yeah. And then the other good thing is, is at Ironman, right after the national after the ironman national they're going to hang back for a few days and have an open practice day for guys that are ama licensed pros which is good because i mean think about it there's so many teams that do the majority of their testing at southern california tracks but the dirt at paula at Glen Helen, that's nothing like what you see at red bud or ww oh anton cool you didn't pay your phone bill what happened <laughs> oh you just cut out for a sec there you go Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so it'll be a big difference and more comparable to what they deal with instead of just being like, yeah, Southern California Day where you're just kind of putting in motos on a public track. Yeah, on a dry, hard pack, baked out Shopping. track with, without big, giant ruts. <laughs> yes, but 50 riders, 50 riders that you have to dodge. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yes. Yeah, we just so, put up uh, We just put up a GoPro with uh, Adam Ciancerillo. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he comes up on some mini bike riders pretty fast at Glen Helen on an open day. Was that on a yeah. Thursday? Yeah, yeah it, was it was on a Thursday. Thursday. I, I question 
I question yeah. parents that take their kids to Glen Helen. Right. Child abuse. On a day when there's national pros out there, and they stick them out there on 65s. Yeah, what are you trying to accomplish by that? Yeah. Like, many kid parents, like, you guys aren't going to get a factory ride for going out to Glen Helen or any of these tracks on a pro day and throwing your kid out there. Like, just don't do it. It's yeah, stupid. It's, it's equally dangerous for the pros as it is for the children. Oh, yeah. That's Maybe they're trying to get their kids taken away by protective services or something so they don't mm. have to fund their mini bike racing anymore. We didn't think about that, actually. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, you know, it's funny. You look at a guy like Nick Way, that's proper mini parenting. Yeah. Like, he takes his kids to mini night. He works mm-hmm. with them. He doesn't do stupid shit like throw them out at Glen no. Helen on a Thursday. No, even even when they go, uh, we did an, I did an interview with him about a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was telling us how he will bring his kids to the track when he's out there with McAdoo and Cincerillo, but the kids don't ride until 2, 3 o'clock when everyone's, everyone's gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Anton, uh, Honda released a uh, press release saying there's no Honda support at Loretta Lynn's Amateur National. Um, we've done some digging, and it sounds like Hunter Yoder is not going. Nope. You know, the uh, oh, it is. The Geico Amateur wow. Team, yeah. So uh, that's kind of shocking. I mean, I wonder if there's anything in the works with Honda at the pro level. So... This was something that we were alluding to a few weeks back on one of the other podcasts that we've done, like mm-hmm. another Kickstart podcast. We we pretty much outlined like, hey, this is kind of where things are headed. If there was one manufacturer that was going to stand up and say, hey, we're not comfortable doing this, it would be Honda. Yeah. They've had a really rocky go through this whole COVID crisis because, you know, they're one of the few that actually has a production facility in the United States for their four-wheelers out in South Carolina. They had mm-hmm. to shut that down. They had a data breach a couple months ago and a bunch of people's information got stolen um they've just had so much stuff going on that i could see them wanting to get away from doing all of that mm-hmm. you know what i mean like hey we gotta we really have to protect our people um i haven't heard much more about the pro racing side of things hey are we going to do this or not uh there was a lot of talk about it there for a while and then it's kind of gone quiet as as to anybody what they're going to do mm-hmm. it seems like everybody's just like hey let's get to loretta's and get going from there and see what happens but it's been strange to see because while all of that stuff is still going on you know there's a lot of uncertainty about well what races are going to have fans what races aren't where are we going from here it's completely kind of uncertain right now like we know there's race dates but it's all the other details that are like aside from gate drops we don't really know yet mm-hmm. yeah um pretty crazy uh I think, uh, Loretta Lynn's, you're, you're headed to the ranch, right, for the Amateur National? Yeah, next Monday. Will you be staying until the following weekend? No, uh, it's only five hours for me. Yeah. So as soon as the race is over in a few days, like, as soon as the end of the race week is done and champions are crowned, I'm going to jump back in the car and pin it back up mm-hmm. and then spend the ne- those last few days up here. Because even to that point on, I want to say it was Friday or Saturday, late Friday night, MX Sports released their health and mitigation plan for the pro pits for this year. Yeah. There's no press day. There's no stuff like that really going on. There's going to be no in-person interviews, anything like that. So it's not like I need to stay down there and just crank out a bunch of content because it's not like people are going to be there. It's just mm-hmm. as easy to come home and then turn around and go right back. Yeah. I wonder, uh, you know, <laughs> at the risk of throwing ourselves under the bus, you know, we had this big race at LA County this weekend. And there was people definitely walking around in face masks, but... 
(laughs) I didn't see too much social distancing going on, and uh, I wonder if it's going to be more strictly enforced at Loretta Lynn's and then even at the Pro Nationals, the way it was at the uh, Supercross events. Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to have to on certain things. Like, we've been told, we're going to have to wear a mask if I have a press pass at Loretta's for the amateur race. You know what I mean? And that that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I go, I can't, like, go to the other, like, I'm in the pro pits. I'm not allowed to go outside to, like, the general areas mm-hmm. the rest of the day. If I leave, I'm done. So, yeah, I think that they're going to be really, really strict on it because there's going to be so many people watching. Um, but then in saying that at the same time, like, I mean, everybody knows I'm a big circle track racing fan dude back here. It's been pretty much no big deal. Like, yeah, they've spaced people out and they've done other stuff, but there's been races everywhere around the country for months now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're not on the level of like major league baseball or football or hockey or any of these other people that are going through these crazy things right now. Like take advantage of the fact that we're such a small blip on the radar that we're just going to skate right under, you know, we're not doing testing. The, the, the furthest that we're going to go as far as like COVID checks is a temperature check when you get there. So I'm going to sit in my car with the air conditioner on and my cold water bottles <laughs> on my face. Say, it's going to be so hot that's, out there. Yeah. You might you might register a hot temperature right? anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there's a lot. And if you read that mitigation plan too, there's a lot of stuff in it that like outlines what you're going to do up to a point. But then at the same time too, it's like, okay, if somebody does test positive or if somebody is sick or can't come, it doesn't shut the whole thing down. Just that person can't come. The rest of the show goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny about that temperature check. What you said is uh, I went to my chiropractor last week for a decompression session, and it was super hot outside. And I walked in, and they did my temperature, and they're all, oh, honey, you're hot. And I said, hold on a sec. And I went and sat down in the waiting room for like a couple minutes. Like, all right, do it again. And then I was 97 point something, like below yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be kind of weird. You're going to have to sit in your car. Oh, yeah. And, like, and, and then the other thing is, too, like, once you get in, I mean, we're going to have to wear a face mask the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, and all this other stuff. Like, I'm not going to be one of those people that's, like, you know, F the system and buy one of those, like, crocheted wide-open face masks or something. But I'm just like, oh, my God, this is going to be hot. This is yeah. going to suck. Yeah. Have you seen people uh, with the uh, medical disposable Shoot. ones where they – Cut the middle so that they could eat. No, I haven't <laughs> seen that. They open when they're <laughs> chewing and stuff. It's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah. Well, um, so in the world of uh, racers, uh, so we've had on the website, you know, Benny, Benny Bloss is a privateer for the summer. Justin Bogle's making his return. And then uh, our, uh, our pal Brock Tickle got the uh, Yamaha ride. So all pretty, uh, pretty exciting stuff. And, uh, it's going to be interesting to see the first race. You guys have been out there and seeing Brock ride a lot lately. Have, how does he look? Like I've, I've not I've not seen him on the Yamaha yet. Yeah, um, yet. He says that he really likes it. Uh, I heard that in his first moto on the thing at Paula, he was faster than he was on a Suzuki. Which says a lot because he's been out there with the guys at uh, AEO. Yeah. Suspension. I mean, he's been out there like grinding with those guys getting settings in. Mm-hmm. So you got to think he made progress on that Suzuki and for him to go out first day on a bike yeah. he hasn't rode and be faster like that's pretty big yeah we texted a little bit and he, and he said he likes the bike he thinks he can uh, definitely make it even better than it is with some testing mm-hmm. and uh yeah he's pretty pumped i mean it was kind of a 
kind of a not a deluxe deal for him at JGR because he was having to pay his own mechanic there. Yeah. Justin, is it, is it Soule, Anton? You know, Sewell. Justin Sewell. Yeah. He was having to pay him. Um, I heard he's paying him for, I think, the next three weeks or something. Yeah, three weeks and then, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, excited about that. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for the FXR guys because now they need a new photo shoot with him again. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of worried, though, because I feel like especially if he had raced this summer with JGR, he kind of would have gotten real comfortable with them and they would have gotten comfortable with him. And then I think it would have made things pretty good going to the next year. Like, I mean, I'd be pretty confident that he'd be on that bike again. Do you think this is going to screw things up, though? Like, is this going to leave him without a ride next year now for Supercross? I don't know. It kind of depends on how well he does, right? Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, yeah, the the factory Yamaha team is supposedly going – to star next year right. for the 450 class. So, um, yeah, this is just definitely just a fill-in ride for the summer. Right. But it's a good chance for him to prove himself on a great bike. So, um, yeah, we just got to uh, believe in the best for Tickle. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, too, like to that point, no matter what he did, it's going to be that way because with the concept, like, what is JGR, what's it not, are they there, are they not, Suzuki, Gas Gas, like, all of this hearsay that's been going on over the last few months, there really is no guarantee at all for Brock, especially with the close circle of friends that he has. Like, if, if Yamaha is indeed going back to star in the near future, uh, Brock was a star rider. Garrett Swanepoel and all those guys that are part of that team that train there, like, he's he's been a part of that program. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's not... It's not unfathomable to think that he would get support somewhere down the road. Now, staying with Suzuki and not knowing what's going to happen there, yeah, it's, it's a little bit less certain, too, because they already have so many things going on at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty crazy. And so- the same thing for Benny, too. Like, in doing that interview, I think that would actually, like, Benny getting that Yamaha ride would not have worked in his favor. It's, it's honestly almost best for him to do what he's doing. He's got good engines. Jamie Ellis did his engines, so it's going to be pretty close to what yeah. that Rocky Mountain bike was. It's the same thing. Like This is going to be Benny's chance to really do what he needs to do instead of spending a summer learning a new bike, going mm-hmm. to California, trying to test with the team, all this stuff. Brock fits right in, and this opens Benny up to do what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. I was stoked to see Benny doing his own thing on a bike he's comfortable with. Like, I'm excited to see what both of them can do this summer for sure. Jamie, uh, Jamie Ellis sent me a picture of Benny's bike. I, you know what? That thing might be faster than that Rocky Mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie built some badass engines. So let's see. I'm looking at this picture. Yeah, I see uh, FMF pipe. Obviously, twisted engine. Although the pipe, he's just got a muffler on here. That's a stock header he's got on there. Mm-hmm. So Jamie definitely has something something cooking. in the works there. I think it's just uh, it's just it's probably just a baseline bike because it still has stock bars on it and stuff. But uh, what color are the hubs on the photo you're looking at? The hubs Orange. are silver. Oh, okay. Stock so color. that that was like the stock bike. The bike that Benny had this weekend had blue hubs, uh-huh. and it had like a full FMF exhaust system on it. So he had three. He went and bought three bikes from that Donnell's shop. Donnell's mm-hmm. is a shop in Kansas City. Benny has a long-time relationship with those guys, and uh, actually the family that runs that shop and then Benny's family and one other family bought this track in Green Valley, Missouri, mm-hmm. and that's where Benny raced at this weekend. It's like a shakedown moto, so it's a cool deal for him because it's kind of everybody coming together of this like Kansas City moto crew that's always supported him. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hey, Anton, I have a question. So 
I saw a bike he was on that had orange hubs. Is Rocky Mountain helping him out and giving him like wheels or what they can or no? So the thing that he had told me the other day when we talked, uh, KTM and Rocky Mountain had let him kind of keep a bike and practicing through these last few weeks until the news became official, like, hey, Bogle's coming back and you're out. Uh-huh. Um, Derek Rankin has, you know, kind of worked as his mechanic this weekend and is a really good friend of his. Rankin is a full-time mechanic on that team. He's Bogle. So he's kind of pitched in and helped Benny do what he could do. I'm sure that if a set of wheels, you know, got taken out of the shop at Robbie's place for the weekend and got put on Benny's bike, I don't think it's really no harm, no foul. There's yeah. practice wheels. It's not like they're raiding the parts truck, you know, at the national. <laughs> all right, all right. But, yeah, I think – so Benny's program is like a complete clean switch from what he had at Rocky Mountain KTM. Uh, right now there is no shared sponsor or anything like that. Like, he bought those bikes and wants to ride those bikes because they're most similar to what – he spent the last few years on, but at the same time, it's not the exact same thing. I mean, new gear, new helmets, quite a bit of different stuff from there to another one. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big break for him. Nice. Okay, well, uh, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, but uh, got plenty more to talk about when we come back. Hey, guys, this is Shane McGrath of the Star Racing Monster Energy Yamaha team. BC Fit Mills has been a huge tool in my success by keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best way I possibly can. All their meals are super delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of trying to eat right daily. Visit their website at bcfitmills.com and sign yourself up today. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world, period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, it's Bo Hahn, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Guys, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper Handlebars. Um, so, Tuan, did you uh, did you see the turnout we had at LACR this weekend? No, but I heard it was good. Yeah, so the 
Yeah, obviously the Amsoil Swap Motor Race Series West Coast Open round three. We visited LACR, and uh, typically like the tracks that are further out, like LACR or Kawea, or you know back in the day when we go to Comp Edge, those tracks didn't attract the kind of turnout that we would at Glen Helen or Milestone or Paris. But dude, we had 580 some odd people yesterday at LACR, and if you've ever been to LACR. You know that the entire track is down in a hole because it's a kind of a rock quarry where they mine stuff out. But he literally drove in and the whole quarry down below was jam-packed with riders. Yeah, there are so many people that quarry sank like six more feet. It was so <laughs> yeah, it was so packed, right? But uh, no, it was, it was great. Um, oddly enough, uh, our, our pal Tevin Tapia came out. I guess uh, his dad is... I think his dad is in his 50s, mm-hmm. and he's he raced pro like 30 years ago, and he uh, he's going to try to race in the 250 class at Washougal. What? Yeah. I didn't hear Because, you know, they're from the Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah. So uh, I guess he's applied for his license to renew it, and the AMA was like, yeah, <laughs> you better turn in some local results to send me to show us, you know, that you're, you're not quali- that you're qualified and you're not a hazard, so. His dad came out to race the 250 Pro class, and I guess he told Tevin like the night before, and Tevin's like, oh, let me go wash my bike. <laughs> and he came out, and it's pretty funny. Anton, because you know, like, we're, we're used to seeing Tevin at Supercross, and, you know, he's made his, his fair share of mains here and there, but, like, you know, you watch him on the track compared to guys like Tomac and Cooper Webb and stuff, you're like, oh, okay. And then there's Tapia. Mm-hmm. When he comes out to LACR to a local race, yeah, dude, he's like Tomac at the local. Yeah, like he just worked, he <laughs> yeah. worked everyone. I was cracking up, and I was just like, "Yeah, dude, I always see you at Supercross, and you know, you're, you're my goofy pal Tevin, who I could beat on a mountain bike." You yeah, know? but you come out to a local race, and it's like, "Dude, he's a good rider." Yeah, he, he worked everyone pretty hard, both motos. There was a good amount of like fast guys out there. Patrick Evans was out there too. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some fast guys yesterday. It was entertaining for sure. Yeah, so it was kind of cool to see him out so there. So that mean does that mean Tapia and his dad will both be teammates at Washougal if he gets in? Yeah, so it'll be the first time a father son. Will they be? Will their team be called Flat Earth Racing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What do you think, Anton? Flat Earth Racing. Hey, uh, you got to go back to that quarantine show we did with Tevin at uh, Salt Lake City. He explains all of it. He's very good. He's a very uh, well-read person on that subject. Yeah, there's an ice wall surrounding the Earth. An Did ice you know that, wall. Dahmer? Yeah, yeah. The whole flat Earth is surrounded by an ice wall. He says. Wow. <laughs> I need to. Wow. I need to yeah, I need to read up on some of this stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, that'll be cool. I mean, whether or not Rod makes it into uh, the 250 National. You know, he might make it into the qualifying program or whatnot, but what? But even that is limited, right, Anton? Like seventy-six yeah. riders per class. Yeah, they did cut down the the result or the entry applications this year. It's uh, seventy-six per one, but then typically, that's not a race that gets a lot of uh, entries. You know what I mean? So there are some of those rounds that not a lot of people show up for. Like, yeah, you think that you know a ton of dudes are going to show up at Washougal because it's the West Coast National after everything's been on the East Coast. But I'm looking at it right now. Last year's entry list at Washougal only had 51 riders. Yeah. So, like, if he's approved to get a license, yeah, it's probably pretty good odds that you're going to see father and son out there. Mm-hmm. Wow. That'd be cool. Well, yeah. it seems like a lot of the – of like, well, Tapio, for one, on Thursday at, the, um, at that 
Fast House Sam Perry, yep. he even said, yeah, I'm only going to do Washougal and yeah. Colorado and Paula. Like, I'm not going to do all the It rest. really doesn't make sense for those guys to yeah. be going way across the country like that. It's a little hectic. Yeah, I don't think any privateer financially yeah. would be smart to go Props back and forth, them. right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, other thing, exciting thing that we had going last week is uh, we got our 2021 Husqvarna FC 450 and FC 350. Yep. Um, we had uh, Renee Garcia out, and as well as all Connor Erickson Buttery Films to test the bikes. And my, I think my favorite thing about the uh, the video that we posted, <laughs> the comments, uh, uh, the comments, yeah. and uh, we posted the video of the first impression of the FC 450. Yep. And the first comment I saw was, "Great, we've got a 12 year old." And a blind guy testing the bikes <laughs> because <laughs> Buttery's wearing these Kurt Cobain white sunglasses. And obviously, Renee, what's Renee, 19? What do you, is he, he looks really young. His birthday was yesterday, I think. Yeah, 18 or 19. But yeah, he looks super young. Two complete opposites sitting oh, together. Oh, yeah. I mean, you couldn't be further apart. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, dude, I, I just still can't believe that in spite of all this COVID delays, um, uh, we're still getting bikes this early. I mean, we're I can't get, either. We're going to get KTM's here. Yeah, YZ 450F tomorrow. Um, KTM soon after that. Yeah. Even yeah. even the Honda, although we're not getting it for a couple months probably, that's still earlier than I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah. If you think about last year was not a new bike, and we got it in like late September, Yeah. I was thinking we weren't going to see this thing until like December. Yeah. So. Yeah, I hear the all, new, the all new 450s coming late September right here. Bro, I'm surprised that that bike's happening at all, period. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that thing is so wild and so new, and it's going to be interesting to see how soon the Honda actually starts racing that production bike. Like, mm-hmm. is that what Geyser and Mitch Evans are going to start on in Latvia in a few weeks, or are they going to still be on their billet frame works bikes? Like, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, uh, other racing that started this weekend was Canada, right? Yeah. Um, I actually haven't seen any results. I just know that Ryan Surratt got the top five yeah, in the I 250 think- class. Is it uh, Pettis? Yeah, Jeff Pettis. Yeah, uh, he pretty much dominated, right? Now, who were yeah, the two w- guys that, who, that collided in the air? Oh, oh the my guy God. That, his head. <laughs> that was wild. It's funny because the guy that got his head clipped in the air, uh-huh. he was number 211, and Tapio was getting all these DMs like, dude, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> that was insane. Uh, yeah. Did you look at that? Have you seen video from that track? Like, have any of the three of you seen like a full lap I, around that place? I've seen some sections that look pretty gnarly. I haven't seen a full Bro, video though. It looks like the gnarliest sand, like probably one of the sandiest tracks like in yeah. North America that that like actually holds pro races with these massive jumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there are a couple big booters there that I would I yeah I'm good I would never hit those ever. Not even and on then, your YZ250. Yeah, dude, that thing has got no, cool. dude. Oh. No, because like, they're big. That's some big stuff. And then to see what those guys were landing in, that track was gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to do three motos, I mean, they, they crammed three motos into yeah, Saturday. Yeah, one moto Sunday. Saturday, two moto Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. How did yeah, f- and that's just, and that's the Triple Crown series that they're trying to squeeze in as many races as possible because they've had to make so many amendments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, kind of like MXGP style, you know, you Saturday is your qualifier moto, and then Sunday is your real motos, but at the same time, too, like, everything counts up there this summer. Mm-hmm. How did, like, Filthy Phil and Gorky and those guys end up? So, for Phil, uh, not bad. You know, he did pretty well. He got second. 
You got second overall, Dylan Wright, the fact Honda guy up there. He's stepped in and taken Colton Fasciati's role as, like, the lead factory Honda guy up there. Right. Uh, Wright swept the 450 class through three motos. Gurky got third overall on the weekend. But this is big for Matt because a couple months ago, there was a GoFundMe and a Road to Recovery thing started for him because he broke his back at a German Supercross. Yeah. So to see him up there, like, in the mix and doing what he needed to do was great. Uh, Medaglia did good. Moffenbeier did good. Like, those are the five guys that you would always expect to be in the mix for Canadian races. But then word was that Cole Thompson, whose family actually like runs the series up there, mm-hmm. got docked some spots for track cutting. And that's uh. really, really common up there. Like they watch if you are, you cannot take any rich Taylor lines at no that Kandari's. track. Like there is no, my Kandari yeah. couldn't get up there either in race, huh? No, I guess not. Oh. Yeah. How, how, speaking <laughs> of how about our own little, uh, little semi-radical little Richard Taylor? Yeah. How did yeah. LRT do? I know he got uh, taken 14th out overall 14th overall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good in the points. Top 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not bad. Like, he's never been up there. And I, I mean, ah, if you look no, at that he track. Has. He raced. Like, I think he got a 12 well, race last year. That's why he's got, like, number 92 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if he did gopher because that's such a gnarly sand track. Like, it makes LACR look like a parking lot. Well, yeah, LACR is not a real sand LACR track. LACR was a parking lot yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh. Now, my favorite part of this show today is going to be to talk about the inaugural California Trials Invitational that they had. Gas Gas Motors hosted it mm-hmm. uh, last Friday at the you know KTM Husky Marietta. Gas Gas facility in Marietta, where they have, they've got two Supercross tracks built up top, an enduro cross course, two enduro cross course. Two that place is two enduro way cross. bigger than I okay, thought. Okay, so yeah. then. Then obviously uh, Jeff Aaron helped design a trials course, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I had doctor's appointments. So Chase, you went to go document it and film it and shoot yep. it, and uh, they they invited us to send an editor with our Gas Gas TX300 test bike. Yep. Obviously, I'm hurt. You're on the mend. Yeah. Anton's, you know, out Distance. of state. <laughs> so we sent uh, the program Dominic Gaten up there. For his first trials experience, right? Yeah, that was the start and end of my trials career. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess, you know, all along, like, I, I've been a trials fan for, yeah. you know, three decades. Yeah. Um, it was the first time for you guys to see good guys really doing it in person, right? Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, and I have, I've always seen, obviously, through the years, like we said, on, on TV, on the Internet, you've seen these guys, even in Europe and stuff, right? And you're like, man, these guys are insane in what they do. But to see it literally a foot in front of you, mm-hmm. and like we were saying, even before it even started and we saw the obstacles and the stuff, it's hard to even figure out like where they're going to go mm-hmm. yeah. until they start going. And then you're like, holy crap, like they really went up that right? They were going to go around yeah. that or something. And then mm-hmm. they just it – it was amazing to see how good – these guys are and gals the girls that were the yeah. girls that were there were beasts too they were yeah. sending it uh-huh. you know and, and and don't get me wrong they make it look so easy but i think all of them crashed all of everyone them did pretty yeah. much wiped out at least i mean the guy once. that won he he didn't complete one of the things one of the stages on the mm-hmm. first lap like it's crazy yeah yeah well i mean not taking away anything from the guys that you saw yeah but on a world level, uh-huh. guys that compete in right. the United States are nothing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're amazing athletes, but like compared to mm-hmm. you know the world Europe, championship yeah. guys, uh, yeah. you know, like 
like if any of those guys were here they would have cleaned everything I'm yeah pretty sure I mean it was it was probably I think it was I got in my truck and it was 103 degrees yeah and they were riding for probably four hours because it did three laps mm -hmm. and there was about 40 of us I would say and we circled and followed them all day in the heat yeah it was, like that's how entertaining it was to watch like yeah no one was just sitting around it's it's a weird thing because they they there's only there was only probably eight guys yeah, nine guys it, I mean it was yeah. eight. top eight and yes. and it's funny how they they congregate to where the section is they do it and then they like take off back underneath the awning yeah. to like hang out get water uh -huh. and then they just report back to the, and and it's kind of cool to see the camaraderie between those guys it's almost kind of like going to a skate contest yeah because they they kind of cheer each other on like come on you got this you know and, and yep. there's all, there's the what do they call the one guy that was the minder yes the mind, yes uh, that guy got the most work out of the whole oh, day yeah. and he never came he was out there in the sun it was one minder for everyone well well one guy had his own but everyone else, everyone else used the same guy, yeah. oh, and really? he got hit in the face twice by a bike that I saw. Like front tire, front tire straight to the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And dude, but he was jumping. They had those that last <laughs> section with those three big cylinders. Yeah. I mean, dude, he was just jumping like across a flying like, squirrel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sending. You know, and and, and it, was, it was. I was blown away, and, and it's funny because, like you said, we got to then after it was all done, they invited the you know media to partake and ride it around the. Um, uh, enduro course course we didn't get to really go even though i saw somebody go on the on the actual trials course and try to do some stuff but, right but you you get watching and like i said we watched it for so long and you kind of go yeah, 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 I, got my yeah I can yeah. get up that you know no problem <laughs> i can get around bumps. that you know dude when i got on that bike I, I mean there's fish out of water this was another level i mean i couldn't even believe I mean, just going over a, a log on the ground was was. I, I heard you were approaching it with speed, as if it was. A, he was. Yeah, I think that's my gears. That was my problem. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to hit things at speed, you know, trying scrubbing stuff, you know, and and you got to really just kind of just be on top of it right there, you know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Was uh, what were the guys? Most of the top eight guys wearing was anyone wearing a skin suit or were they all wearing? Yeah, they some of the guys looked like they were wearing lycra. It was really weird. Yeah, yeah. Now at the, at the world level, like, that's what everyone wears. Okay. Yeah, they look like like bobsledders. Yeah, yeah we had know. people in some like FXR gear, like normal moto gear, mm -hmm. and then we had some people with even like I think I saw like a, a Garnet SG11 boot or something, pretty traditional, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you had guys with like shoe boot looking things and full like lycra stuff looking Skin like superheroes series. or they had like a lycra bottom but maybe more of a kind of a moto style jersey on yeah. you know mm. but i think we should have had a custom skins you made for dahmer no. we should have i think? know i wish there was more time ahead of time or we yeah, could just solid have... lycra head to toe what do you think dahmer no huh yeah no. well good thing my <laughs> like i said my my trials career is over so <laughs> i don't know we... now now i saw jay Leeds and and andy jefferson later at ktm that day and their theory was that maybe your your gravity was thrown off by your stomach no i think it front. was the helmet the full face helmet the yeah full face. no there was a top guy wearing <laughs> I, a full face helmet. i did feel very top heavy on the trials bike <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> the trials bike is so low right? well, it's, it's so low and then you know obviously I, being a moto guy i'm so used to grabbing the bike with my knees and my legs and oh, yeah, there's none of that there's nothing you're there. really <laughs> only connected by your hands and like basically your ankles, ankles yeah and that's it i mean and then you're standing the whole time you know even if you're just cruising around you know eventually you're like okay i want to sit down but you can't there's nowhere to yeah. sit down really you know? and your bars are rolled so far forward your knuckles are looking at your feet totally it's yeah. so it's just so odd I, I will say the 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 and let's face it i knew nothing about 
operating that Gas Gas 300. Okay, I uh-huh. had to have one of the guys at Gas Gas basically like, hey, bro, Started. give me give me the full like 411 here, you know. And he was looking at me like, what do you mean, dude? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I don't even know where you turn this thing on. I don't even know, like, I don't even know how many gears it has. Nothing. So he gave me the quick, you know, gas this thing, thing you know, it's it's. A, he's like, dude, it's like five speed. Like, I'm like five speed. I'm like, w- are you serious? He goes, oh yeah, you'll be in like third, fourth gear the whole time, you know. And uh, so you know, once I got that, it, it was fine. But I I was blown away at how torquey mm-hmm. the bike is, you know, and how how you can barely move and it won't even stall, you mm-hmm. know. But but going back to seeing those guys in the day and and what they do, and I mean, because those guys will be at a dead stop just stalling i mean yeah. just you know basically balance balancing is insane i mean that guy we had a guy in the last <laughs> run or second to last run he stalled on a rock in between two rocks yeah the bike and shut he, off kickstart and he that. just just stood there and pulled out the thing with his one hand while he's still balancing yeah and starts it <laughs> and then just continues his run yeah because when he stopped i'm like oh crap the motor shut off i'm like yeah. he's done he's gonna have to get off and then he just like nonchalant just pulled this thing out kicked it real quick and went about his run and we everyone was just like oh my god yeah you know but it is pretty amazing to see how those guys can go from literally a dead stop, and they just pull that clutch and they rev the bike to the moon. Oh, yeah. right, it's violent sounding, yeah. right? Very. How and, they rev it so and high? And they rev it so high, like it's gonna blow up, and just drop that clutch, and they explode up the face of something. Yeah. Okay, you know? so I just got the picture that Chase sent me of you riding over that log. Uh oh. What the like hell it- are you doing in this picture? <laughs> <laughs> well, I so I told him I told him to pull up a little bit because I, originally I wanted him to go through a rock garden or just yeah. like I did somewhat. Yeah, I wanted to get a cool picture. To but make this log like, is half buried in the dirt. I know that's you why didn't I have told to get him your it front didn't look lame. I know <laughs> it got a little bit of. I told you it's got some torque. You, you know, you look like you're about to go to loop out. Loop oh, out I, I almost did. Almost I think Andy said Andy Jefferson said that the bike was at the bike was at. Nine o'clock, and you, your body was at twelve o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your eyes are pretty big here, man. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So if you're listening Dumber. to this, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or something of the like, you need to go to our website and see this picture of Dahmer that we're putting up with it. It's pretty good. What's that, Anton? How did your lower back feel? Pain. Like, doesn't it just like <laughs> mentally fry you in completely different ways than just like regular moto does too? Dude, th- that was the thing. Like, like. I probably rode for guys. Yeah, I rode minutes. for five minutes. Yeah, I mean, five I, I no, no, no twenty. I heard five to ten. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna count from the the van in the parking lot all the way to where the facility oh, was okay. in back. Like, we'll count all that. But anyways, and just that time, like, dude, I was and like I said, it was hot. It was like hundred degrees. <laughs> yeah, and and I was already like getting overheated and hot. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, these guys just did this gnarly course for like four hours straight, nonstop. Mm-hmm. They did three full sections of there and. I don't know how they how they did it. It was crazy. But there was a couple guys there that were from uh I think I saw some guy from Dirt Bike that was pretty good that Tom Webb brought yeah. over there that was he was he was a serious trials yeah, guy. Yeah, Costa was getting pissed off cuz people weren't supposed to go so close to the semi trucks and one of the guys wasn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, like so just cuz if you li- yeah, if you loop up on loop out, they had the semi trucks parked out there. Oh, if you looped oh, out, yeah. you're going to go ruin their million dollar semi truck semi truck yeah. so but yeah, there are a couple guys that are actually pretty good out there. 
Yeah. So one your, thing, your lower back hurt from running a trials bike? Well, dude, I mean, I'm six foot three, so on the bikes, I mean, I'm pretty hunched over, leaning yeah. forward on that thing. Like I said, the bars are so, they're, I mean, you, I usually run my moto bars pretty forward anyways, but these things are like, I mean, yeah. I look like Larry Ward back in like the Scissor Yamaha days when he had the bars. <laughs> and the levers are Shea Bentley status, Totally, right? and the levers yeah. are full Shea Bentley, and you're just like, I don't know. And the shifter, you can't even get to it. You literally have to you pull your foot. You got it with your, your heel. Yeah. Yeah, it's way yeah. out there. You know, and the bray, I mean... It's. I guess. I guess if you have to get comfortable with having that front end up in the sky and mm-hmm. riding that back wheel, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I like I said, I did. I felt top heavy. I felt like I was either going to go too far forward or too far back, you know. But Dahmer, did you do it in your moto boots, like your Tech Ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was and that's f- another thing too. Like you don't know how much that that matters because the first time I did it, I did it in like regular moto boots, and then the next time that I went, I had trials boots. And even that little bit, like more of a contact point, it, it makes a big, big difference. Isn't it weird how far out the gear shifter is from the peg, too? Anton, I, I don't care if I everything's. Wore, weird. I don't care if I wore Jeff Aaron's full gas, gas, full factory setup and rode his factory bike. It's still not going to help me. It could help <laughs> if you're in. A, it could help if you were in a skin suit. That yeah. might help. Yeah. No. You know? No. Hugs all the right curves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it was it was cool. I, and shout out to Gas Gas. I mean, they they put on an amazing event there. Yeah, everything was top flight. I mean, you know, it was obviously it was a lot of the KTM Husky people that we all know yeah. just rebranded up in, in red in, 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 <laughs> in that fire engine red, which looks amazing. You know, and and it was it was pro. They had a cool thing. There was a lot of other people from Dunlop and some other people that came out to come check it out. Obviously, all the race people were there coming to ch- see these guys. Like I said, it was it was cool to give. I think even the, and I think even the riders were making a lot of comments even on the podium about how wow this was a cool inaugural thing yeah. to give us this kind of exposure to the outside media that's not their media. Yeah, you have like factory uh, beta guys and factory like other manufacturers thanking Gas Gas mm-hmm. for bringing the awareness to their sport. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, okay, um, this weekend, if you're in SoCal, we have uh, round four of the Amsoil Swap Moto. Race Series West Coast Open at Glen Helen. So I would assume if we had nearly 600 people at LACR, we're going to have a big turnout this weekend. This is going to be a good time. You know, the track's always prepped to the hilt when uh, when uh, when our series is there. So it's going to be a good, good track to race on. And then uh, the other big news is we've got the, uh, the 7MX Mini Major coming up, which is... Uh, September 24th to 27th. Yeah, 24th to 27th. Thursday is uh, practice, uh, Supercross racing Thursday night. night Thursday yep. night, Friday is a parade lap racing to follow. Saturday, Sunday racing as well. So uh, mini major has, uh, I think we've done it five times. This is the fifth running, um, the coolest event of the year as far as mini bikes go. It's all kids from 50s up to 150s, and uh, yeah, people come from around the world. I mean, we've had people from. I know, I know I met some people from Brazil a couple of years ago. Yep, um, yep. You know, certainly a lot of Canadians come out, and uh, it's an awesome race. So uh, if you are a parent of a mini rider, definitely put that on your calendar, September 23rd through the 27th at State Fair MX. Uh, last year is the first time we had the race at State Fair, and, dude, it went flawlessly, I thought. Um, There's far more parking there than, than I was even afraid of, um, so space was not an issue. Uh, the track's awesome because you could see the whole track from the yeah. grandstands. Um, who knows if we're going to be able to have grandstands yet by September, but 
Um, yeah, it should be a cool event. So everybody should mark their calendars down for that. You got anything else, Anton? No, not really. Uh, just kind of hanging out, like ready to watch races. Yeah. Last week I got to go to Bell. Uh, Bell did their video premiere for Cooper Webb. Uh, two for two series. So it's cool to go catch up with guys down there. Uh, especially Ian and Jason. Man, uh, you got to pay your cell phone bill, Anton. Are you, are you on Cricket Wireless still? <laughs> we get it out here, but we don't get it. If you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. still, we're still on cornfields. Yeah, is corn it still fields. breaking up? It's still go. breaking up. But hey, on that note, we're going to wrap up this edition of the Pro Taper Kickstart Podcast. Guys, thanks for listening. Check out SwapMotoLive.com and, of course, check out ProTaper.com for the best components in the business. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.